Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com writing excuses season 17 episode 7 this is writing excuses dissecting influence 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry and we're not that smart i'm howard i'm kayla i'm sandra and i'm meg and this episode was pitched to us by one of our guest hosts megan lloyd Megan, take it away. What are we talking about? Today, we are talking about dissecting influence, which is how do you learn from the things that inspire you? You've seen the masters of their craft create masterpieces. You want to make one of your own. What are some tips and tricks to studying how other people do the thing? (laughs) Part of the problem is that um, I don't get to see them make the thing. I get to see the thing. (laughs) Um, you know, it's, I mentioned this in the, um, uh, in the expectations intensive. I talk about the uh, Dirk Gently TV show. I don't know what that writer's room looked like. I don't know what the outline looked like, but, but it has, it is incredibly influential to me because of the way all of the things connect. I want to be able to build that but I don't get to watch it being built. So how do I learn? Tell me, Meg, how do I learn from it? So you've got <laughs> to take the thing and you literally have to Dissect cut it, it open and and take all the little pieces out and you have to break it down into little bits and find out, okay, why do I like this as much as I do? And while you can't see them make the thing, uh, you may have to reverse engineer it a bit yourself because I believe how they would make it and how you would make it would be very different, but you're coming to the same purpose. So I come at this, I'm both a writer and an artist working in the animation industry. Um, and so a lot of the references, a lot of the work that I like to look at is other visual art. And so I look at something and be like, what do I love about this? Oh, I love the thin line art, or I love how they've depicted the light. And A lot of what I do is in my sketchbooks, I also write out lists of things I like and what do I need to do to practice doing this thing. Um, One thing that uh, is coming to mind for me, back when I was coming back into being a creative person after a very fallow period, I, I kind of stopped writing when my kids were little for about nine or 10 years because I was full bore mothering instead of of being a writer and as i was coming back to creativity i discovered a hunger for visual inspirations which was exactly when pinterest first launched and so i was doing pinterest boards they've reconfigured now and pinterest uh no longer works for me in the same way but i was just collecting images i was just listening i like this i like this i like this and 
the fascinating thing about having it collected all into one space is that then I could suddenly see patterns. I could see that so many of the images I liked had an implied journey in them, a boat about to launch, a path through a wood. And I realized, oh, wow, here I am trying to launch a creative career and I'm being drawn to images with an implied journey. And you can pull the same thing with, if you take a look and say, well, I love this show and I love this show and I love this show. What do these shows have in common? And one of the things that I discover I really love is a sense of camaraderie and found family. And so you can discover what are the themes that call to you. And then once you know what that helps you begin to to decipher, why do I like this thing? What is it that draws to me? And then how can I then make sure I pull those themes into my own work? Um, yeah, I think that's a aggregation of themes is really helpful. Um, I know that I definitely use that as my compass when I'm looking like, uh, about when I want to make stuff is like first gut instinct. Oh my gosh, I love this. It resonates with me. How does it work? And sometimes I think that like being outside of the writer's room and things like that can be a benefit in that way. Because if you're with the person, sometimes there's a certain level where you need someone uh, like a mentor or you need mentor texts or things like that. But there is a, there's a point where it's not helpful because you, you just do what they say without knowing why, without knowing how it connects. You're just um, following instructions versus like opening the guts of something and like rummaging inside and being like, ah, I see. So this connects to this, which makes this happen. Um, like with characterization, uh, looking at, Looking at or or with world building, like again, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. I will always bring it up because I love it. Um, my one of my favorite things is Katara bloodbending. That was such a genius extension of how the world works, and it resonated with me so powerfully because it did the thing that I love, and I dissected it and was like, "What is it that? Why do I love Katara bloodbending so much?" And I realized because it was going a step deeper, answering questions they hadn't answered before about how waterbending works. Like, yeah, there's water and blood. We've seen Katara bend her own sweat before. We've seen her bend the water out of a cloud. And like, how does that apply? And it's not that we didn't talk about it before, like the, the medium was hiding it or anything. It's that we hadn't gone into it. We had No one had asked that question before in the world at that point. Um, and I, that's why, that's why I learned like going deeper with your magic system can be very satisfying, especially to people who have been following something and become fans of it, where they've started to ask themselves questions like that. It's like addressing what people might want to write fan fiction about. And you're like, yeah, that exists. That's right. <laughs> Aren't you excited? And you're like, oh my goodness, I am. I can't remember is Toph's metal bending before the blood bending or after? Because it's like one, they, they fold into it. It's like, again, both going deeper. Well, if Toph can metal bend, then Katara can blood bend. And yes. so you've set things up. It's before because um, that's Toph, that's the culmination of her storyline in the Earth book. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we've got right. water, earth, and fire. And then Katara uh, learns from a displaced water tribe woman in the Fire Nation. Yep. Yeah. But again, it's it's going deeper both times. I love it. Well, and the the salient point here is not that world building by 
uh, extrapolation, extension, logical conclusion is how you should world build. The salient point here is that is a thing that you loved about mm-hmm. Avatar. And so now that you know you love it, you can pick that influence apart and you can see how you want to apply that principle into your own work. Yes. And it's in fact something that inspired that principle of being able to go deeper like that, that I pulled out of Avatar Last Airbender is something I'm using in the sequel to CC, Three Yos of the Desert of Souls. Cool. So <laughs> great application. <laughs> yes. Um, and to to jump ahead into how do you implement this in your own work with the the same level of love and interest that you take something that you love that inspires you and being able to break it down. What do I like about it? You know, what do I not care for being able to approach your own work from a, I don't want to say scholarly or clinical because obviously we love what we do. um, But being able to search your own work for places it could improve without knocking yourself down as you do it. Um, So instead of critiquing your own work, but just trying to go through and like plus and, and, improve your own work. So always approach your self-corrections with a generous heart. Yeah, yeah I, I love, I, I think it's very, very easy because the world teaches us that uh, we should be humble and we should not, you know, toot our own horn or whatever. It's very easy to approach your own work and like apologize for it as you're talking about it. And I instead love it when I see creators who are just like super excited and you at fanfic writers tend to be really, really good about this because they're really, really super excited about this cool thing and they just let themselves be excited. And, and so when you, if you can carry that from your inspirations, you're talking about you're inspired by this thing because it excites you or it makes you cry or whatever. And if you let yourself have those same emotions about your own work, you know, that's a beautiful way of carrying the influences and, and, and expressing them again. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why I like to use the simile of, you know, dissection and study is the goal is not to plagiarize someone. The goal is not to trace someone's art to learn how to draw or (laughs) retype someone's book to learn how to write. Um, But it's to find the the familial similarities between what you love and what you do um, and trying to put the creative juice in your brain to think up new ways to implement your own skills. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, like you said, reverse engineering to figure out the principles that they use that you can then use, you know, like if you know it's, so you figure out the rules on a very personal level of how and why something works so that you can use it to your advantage. Um, And I think if coming back to the world building example, I think that's why this is so important because We've talked about extrapolation and world building on writing excuses before, okay? Mm -hmm. That is a principle that you can lift out of writing excuses and probably any number of books on writing and world building and whatever else. But if you dissect the things that have influenced you and you find that as a thing you love, now that's a principle you own, not just Mm -hmm. something somebody has, has written down for you. Um, Hey, writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. 
A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's have a uh, let's have a thing of the week. What's our thing of the week? I'm suggesting the thing of the week this week, which is one of my favorite things. It is the YouTube account Hobbs Sakuga, which will be in the liner notes, but I'll spell it out here: H O B B E S S A K U G A. And this YouTube channel is a collection of the very best cuts of hand-drawn animation compiled into category-specific videos. So like 20 minutes of just special effects hand-drawn animation or sword fighting animation or dramatic character acting. And usually when I'm stuck on a specific thing, I'll just sit and watch, well, how did 20 other of the world's greatest masters accomplish it? And it, it gets me, you know, gets the brain moving the juice is flowing in it and it helps me when I go back to my own drawing board yeah this is a, a thing that comes very very naturally to like dancers or musicians the idea that you just need to go through the motions over and over until you create a muscle memory and you can do the same thing as a writer or artists get this too because you you have to draw things over and over um, but writers, you can also create that in your own head. And so if you need to write a love scene, maybe go watch some love scenes to get your head into that space. Pull that feeling from your inspiration so that you can then feed it into your own work. And that sometimes creates an anxiety to influence, like, oh, no, I'm copying. But... But that's where you trust your own voice because every dancer can tell you that even though you're practicing over and over and over the steps the choreographer gave you, each performance becomes different and it becomes your own as you as you do the, the dance. Well, it's like the difference between strawberries and jam, right? Like, yeah, you're watching strawberries, you know, but you can turn it into jam. You turn it into something else by boiling over it, by stewing over it, by making it into something new. 
Uh, yeah. Now it still tastes like strawberries. You know, it's still romance. <laughs> yeah. um, but it has turned into something new because it's you have delivered it in a new way. You've done it thoughtfully by having boiled on it and stewed on it. Strange metaphor, but it's the first thing I thought no, of. <laughs> now, now I want strawberry jam. Mm. Um, <laughs> how do we? How, how do we uh, deal with anxiety of influence in light of this? Um, because I know there have been times when I was worried I, I would not watch something because I would worry, I, I worried that it would influence me and, you know, I'd find something in it that I'd like and that thing would just flat out end up in my own work. Um, how do we avoid that? For me, go adjacent. You know, um, if you are writing an action scene and you're worried that if you watch Kung Fu movies, you will port it directly across. Is there some other way that action is expressed where you can get into an action headspace without being so directly? Uh, and that, my example is not. Let me, let me let me state the problem differently. I didn't watch Firefly on TV because I felt like it was too much like what I was already doing, and. Therefore, I just wasn't allowed to watch it. It would influence me. Same with uh, same with Cowboy Bebop. People kept telling me, oh, you should watch this. I know you'd love it because Schlock Mercenary is so cool. I'm like, I don't want to love it. It will, it will <laughs> unduly influence me. Go away. Stop telling me about cool stuff that is similar to what I'm doing. And so the question is, how do I avoid that? How do I get to have Firefly and Cowboy Bebop in my life? So I have a little mantra that I tell myself and it's no one can do me like me <laughs> um, where even though there may be similar elements, when you see the work as a whole with the different theming, the different staging, like Sandra says, going adjacent um, that, you know, we, we write for a world that loves what we write, you know, Oh, sorry. That's, that wasn't phrased very well, but we're writing in our genres for genre savvy people. And so I think people may say, oh, another story about an orphaned wizard named Harry. I'm not even going to pick up the Dresden Files. I know this story. You can share elements with different things, but it's the whole of it that makes it your work. Well, and yeah. also, um, if you're writing, for example, space opera, and the only other you you only consume one other space opera, the risk of you porting visibly from one thing to another. But if you have filled your head with 10 or 20 or 30 space operas and then let them all settle before you sit to write, they turn into a stew. And the, the likelihood that you will steal specific bits becomes less. You know, because yeah. Howard, your head was full of space opera already. Um, it's just you didn't want to refresh specifically. I don't know. And I don't think you're necessarily wrong for deciding to avoid those things at that time. Listen I was a much your- happier person with Firefly when it got canceled before I'd even started it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's listen to your instincts, because if your instinct says that's not the thing for me to be watching right now, maybe it isn't. Yeah. Um, I would say that I am not careful about that at all. 
I'm not careful about any of those things at all. Mostly because I love doing my own riff on things like purposefully. But I will say that when I was younger and when I was starting out, I avoided it more because I knew I was more impressionable because I didn't have a strong sense of my own voice or how I wanted to do a thing. Um, so then I would just, I would make sure I wasn't writing something at the same time as reading something like it or watching something like it. I'd still read and watch all of those things, but I'd make sure it wasn't at the same time um, because I was very impressionable. Oh yeah. That's something I want to piggyback off of is when I'm doing a specific project, um, I'll do all my research ahead of time. So I'll read two or three similar books before I write, you know, one of my novels or I'll watch a few similar movies before I start boarding a specific scene. Um, And that once I do my initial research, unless I'm completely up against a wall and I don't know what else to do, I'll eat jam on toast instead of going to pick more strawberries from that point on out. Yeah. Now I want toast too. You people are the worst. Food is the best metaphor. Yes, it is. It's working, working quite well. Um, hey, it's we're uh, we're eighteen and a half minutes in here. Um, is it time for homework, Meg? It's time for homework, and I bet if you've been listening to our episode, you might have a pretty good idea of what I'm going to ask you to do. Uh, for homework this week, take a slice of something that inspires you books, movies, art, and break down a list of the specific elements you find appealing. A slice of something, and of course it's toast. (laughs) Toast with jam. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. This has been Writing Excuses. You are out of excuses. Now go write. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production. Your hosts for this episode were Howard Taylor Kayla Rivera, Sandra Taylor, and Megan Lloyd. This episode was engineered by Marshall Carr Jr. and mastered by Alex Jackson. The liner notes and transcripts for this episode are available at writingexcuses.com. To learn more about us, visit patreon.com slash writingexcuses. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.